Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Mraz. A happy Tuesday to you. It's a trash Tuesday. Plus, we ask, should the Celtics be the favorites to win it all? It's the best of the DA show. Now. Let's begin with your Eastern Conference Finals, shall we? On Sunday, on Mother's Day, Andrew Kaplan, resident Celtics fan, being forced to maneuver around the pieces on the chessboard because he wants to salute mom, wants to also salute his wife, newly minted mom within the last year, and watch his Celtics. Thankfully, unlike, say, Andrew Perloff, who had to watch the Sixers get drubbed after moving all the chess pieces around, at least Cap got to see a win. So now the Celtics move into the Eastern Conference Finals where the Miami Heat and Jimmy Buckets are waiting. And everywhere you turn, all the money is on the Celtics. They are big favorites to beat up on the Heat. I saw a 10-person panel from ESPN on social media yesterday. 10-person NBA panel predictions. Every single one of them took the Celtics. 10 people. Every single one of them took the C's, skewing from a sweep all the way to seven games. So nobody that I've seen is picking the Heat to win this series. And like I said, the betting is betting odds are heavily in favor of the C's. But my question would be, is this just because of the eight seed attached to the Heat? Is that the reason why? Because I don't know. Does anybody remember last year's Eastern Conference Finals, which were these two teams that went to a seventh game and a shot by Jimmy Butler to pull ahead of the final 20 seconds of the game? Should the Celtics be this heavily favored? It is where we begin. You're cold open. Tina, we're extremely familiar with. Third time in four years, I think, playing them in the playoffs. Uh, And, you know, the very well-coached team, they compete with the best of them. You know, they play hard. Um, they defend. They make plays. Uh, and they, they figure out a way to win games. And, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be highly competitive. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it, right? It's going. It's the best time of the year. Um, and we get to, you know, play them again. So, uh, you know, it's going to be fun. And as a competitor, you just, uh, you know, love the opportunity. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. That was Jason Tatum ahead of 
this game one. Last year, let me take you back. Eastern Conference Finals game seven. Celtics in Miami because the Heat were the one seed last year. May the 29th, 2022. Final score, Celtics 100, Heat 96. Let me give you some of the names from the Miami Heat roster, okay? Jimmy Butler. Bam Adebayo. P.J. Tucker. Max Struess. Kyle Lowry. Gabe Vincent. Tyler Hero. Victor Oladipo. This is a lot of the same names you are going to hear in this series coming up in game number one and beyond. There's a couple of guys that left, a couple of guys that are injured. But by and large, this is the same team. And I just don't understand why people wouldn't give the Heat a chance in this. Did they not beat the one seed in the Eastern Conference? Did they not take out Giannis, Chris Middleton, and the rest of the Milwaukee Bucks that just won a championship two years ago? Didn't they just do that in five? Now, I realize that Giannis hurt his back in game one. At the same time, all four of the wins that the Heat got, Giannis played in those games. The one the one win that the Bucks had in that series was when Giannis didn't play. This is a Heat team that is going to bring into this matchup Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, same guys. Mostly the same guys. They know each other so well, the Celtics and the Heat. They know each other so well. They play in the postseason almost every year. Eric Spolstra is a clear advantage in coaching. A clear advantage over Joe Mazzula, who's in year number one. Spolstra's been there for 15 years now as a head coach. Won two championships. Gone to multiple NBA Finals. Five NBA Finals, I believe, with Eric Spolstra. How many deep playoff runs? And not for nothing, as great as Jason Tatum was in Game 7 in the fourth quarter of Game 6, you can't tell me that there's no way he might not disappear for some some time, some time frames, or that Jimmy Butler might not be his equal in these moments, or that the Heat have no fear going on the road. I'll tell you, I know you have a two seed next to an eight seed, and I realize that the Heat played some bad basketball over the course of the season. I realize that it feels as though it's Jimmy Butler and then just a bunch of nobodies. But I, I think the Heat have a chance to win this series. I really do. I think the Heat have a chance to win this series. And I find it laughable that nobody on earth seemingly thinks outside of Miami that they can win. That's a formidable team. And ignore the eight next to their name. Ignore it. That's not who they are. They're not an eight seed. They're a team that was the one seed last year with mainly this same core of characters that went to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals against this squad. 855-212-4CBS on Twitter, DA on CBS. What I love about this matchup is that 
Butler v. Tatum provides all of this two titans in the sport, two big game guys, and who comes up biggest in the big games. Jalen Brown's excellent. Bam is excellent. Those guys will be a great support system. But this comes down to who performs bigger in more of the big games. Who's bigger in this series? If Jimmy Butler does Jimmy Buckets, playoff Jimmy type things, and Tatum's good, not great, or Tatum has two or three games where he's mediocre, that's where the heat advantage can come from because we've seen Butler do incredible things. So that matchup I'm super excited for. I think it's a great series, a great matchup. People might be tired of it, but it does give you two contrasting styles and fights and familiarity, and this should be a lot of fun. We'll do the Western Conference Finals coming up here later on in the show. But this is unbelievable. What a turn of events for DA. Last week on Friday, I drive into the office. I'm safely trailing a dump truck. Okay, I am not right behind it. I'm well be- behind it. I'm thinking I might be five car lengths behind it. I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty good distance. I'm no fool. I might have been born at night. But not last night. So I'm trailing what I think is a healthy distance. Wouldn't you know it? Something flies out of the dump truck. I got a swerve. Hits my driver's side mirror. Smashes it to bits. Huge thump. Boom. Whoa. What happened? Whoa. I got no mirror. I got a big dent and a scar on the front of my car call up the insurance company on my way home from work on Friday. It's a it's a jarring experience. I got to keep driving because you can't just pull over the side of the Jersey Turnpike next to all these multi 18-wheelers and dump trucks. On the way home, nice person on the insurance phone line. Of course, you know, this is when they're very nice is when they want to make sure that you take get taken care of. For all of those years you've paid into a, a kitty that you never take any money out of, suddenly it's their your best friends now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Best friends. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna have to bring the car in. We're gonna have to get you set up with a rental car. Where can we get you into the auto body shop? I mean, I got stories now for days on the on the collision side of things. I mean, one one company told me they couldn't get me in until August. What are you what? you talking about anyway yesterday i bring it into a place that can finally get to my car this week that's good so i got it in yesterday after the show rental car company calls me okay we're going to send somebody over there with your rental car okay what kind of car do you want and i said i, I don't know whatever what do you got well we got sedans we got mid-size mid-size suvs compact i'm like yeah mid-size fine Ooh, looks like we're all out of that. Okay, whatever you got. Um, Well, would you like a pickup truck or a convertible? Well, that's an interesting option. I've never driven a pickup truck. I've never driven a convertible. (laughs) Hmm. What do I want? I guess warm weather, convertible. Well, that sounds kind of good, but ooh, pickup truck. I could run some errands with a pickup truck. I can <laughs> I can do some stuff with a pickup truck. I could have some fun with a pickup truck. Well, I don't know. 
What would you have chosen? Would chosen there? I would have gone pickup truck really? and asked Danielle what dresser she wants moved out now or never. Or we wait another five years. I thought about that with the basement renovation. I've got a big door. I've got to return to Lowe's. This would be perfect for it. But boy, that that convertible sounded nice. So I said, ah, what would you suggest? And the woman says, actually, it was a guy at, at the rental car company. He goes, well, the pickup truck is nice, but the convertible is probably my nicest car on the lot. Everybody loves driving it. Oh, boy. I said, ah, all right, give me the convertible. So pulls up to the collision place, picks me up. I look at it. I'm like, this is great. It's an Audi convertible, brand new. I said, but I feel like I could use the pickup truck more. It's more practical, right? He goes, maybe. You got stuff to do. I was like, yeah, I got a door to return to Lowe's. Again with the door. What else? Mm. I got a bunch of scrap stuff that came out of the basement. I could run to the dump. Okay. What else? I'm like, really nothing else. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, why don't you stay with it? stick with the convertible? Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. First time ever in a convertible that I was driving. I've been in a convertible before, but that I was driving. Okay, let's pop down this 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 roof. Which button is it? I'm at a stoplight. Mm, don't know the buttons. Don't know. Uh-oh. <laughs> is it going to turn green? Uh-oh, it's turning green. What am I doing here? Uh, oh, this one. Boom. Ooh, okay. Oh. And then here I am. All right, let's floor it. Floor on the gas, wind in my hair, and I'm looking around like, wait a second. Now I'm the cool guy. I mean, I'm the cool guy. For five seconds, I was like, I think I'm the cool guy now. No, you weren't. And then, <laughs> and then I, I. <laughs> now wait a minute. Then I pulled into the grocery store, and I said, let me put the top back on. <laughs> I drove 10 minutes with the top off, and I said, I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Then I drove into work today, didn't have the top down. I don't know. Maybe I'll do the top down again. But for five seconds, I felt cool, and then I thought, mm, may now maybe I look like I'm having a midlife crisis. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, when somebody zips by you with a top down and a convertible, nobody goes, that guy's cool. <laughs> they go, that guy's a bleeping bleep bleep. So that's, I think, what you probably look like. You think that's what I look like? That being said, I've never been in one. Did you feel like it was too windy as you're driving? No, but I didn't go that fast. I wasn't on the highway. <laughs> if I was on the highway, let me tell you, there Bugs is... Bugs in your teeth. One thing, one thing that is a concern when you drive a convertible. It feels like things can fly out. It feels like yeah. I had a plastic bag with something in it, and it's rat. It's you know, it's flat. <laughs> yeah, and when you're in a regular car, you're already kind of scared that it could fly out. But you know, it's usually going to get flown into the back. In this, I'm like, I could actually lose something. It could fly out of this car. Then I <laughs> there goes my phone. <laughs> yeah, that's the scary part. It's it's kind of like you're untethered. Like if you're hanging upside down at a maybe a roller coaster at a. You know, some type of amusement park. Always been my thought. Motorcycles, all of that. Yeah, I don't think I'm a convertible guy. I, don't, I couldn't go with it. But, you know, nice weather today. You might as well take advantage. Yeah, finally we've got some good weather. So, 
Yeah, so, all right, so you just look like a complete tool? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm either tool or cool. I'm not sure. Did you do, like, the arm hanging on the door as the convertible was open? No, I didn't do that oh, yet. No, man. no. Not, this is pathetic. Not yet. Not this yet. is very pathetic. I had the windows up. <laughs> Did you, uh, did you blast the Jay Giles band on the way out? Oh, that's a good one, yeah. <laughs> little centerfold, yeah, okay, right. yeah. Wait, you had the windows up with the convertible down? Shouldn't you be lowering the windows, too? Oh, you're right. When I first got it down, yes, you're right. The windows were up, but then I put the windows down after Yeah, that, that. looks, that's a yeah. real, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, that's, the right. windows that's, up. That's, that's exactly right. By the way, cool or tool is definitely a new segment coming oh. up on Gelb's show. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, cooler tool or tool, Zach. Uh, Jim say tweeting. <laughs> Maybe we should do cooler tool. Cooler tool. <laughs> <laughs> How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Oh, yeah. Happy Trash Tuesday, everybody. You can always watch us on YouTube. Check out the YouTube link on both our social media pages that we tweet out before the show. Anywhere that you have your YouTube app open or you have YouTube on your laptop or desktop, just go to the CBS Sports Radio channel and on Twitch and at WatchDA.com. We begin with Pro Football Hall of Famer Joe Namath, who just like Brian Goonsey Coonsey, tried to call Aaron Rodgers and yet was left hanging. I talked with uh, one of the Jets officials and I got a phone number for him. But, you know, Aaron doesn't uh, always answer his phone. I left a message because uh, I thought that was mighty nice of him. But first of all, I wanted to welcome to the Jets, man. He lifts us up right away. And you know he gives us a legitimate chance of making the playoffs. Did Namath say whether Rodgers ever got back to him? He left a voicemail. He left a message. But have they talked? We have not gotten word that Rodgers has even gotten back to Joe Namath. And I got to think Joe Namath talks a lot. He, we would know if he did. I mean, Joe Namath's come on our show, so we know that he answers phone calls. For sure. From just about anybody. Including scam likely. I'll tell you, if you're Rodgers and you haven't called back Namath yet, you're a bum. You're a total bum. That's a living legend. That's the greatest New York Jet of all time. 
That's Broadway Joe. If he leaves you a voicemail and you don't call back, you're a bum. That'd be like if Vin Scully left me a voicemail and I was like, I'll get around to it. No. You call that man back. You you give that man respect. You put respect on that name. Okay? He didn't need no darkness retreat to refocus. No, he stayed up until 5 a.m. every night at two chores. He didn't need no hyperbaric chamber or ayahuasca retreats. The guy just downed martinis all night long and then went out and beat the Raiders on Sunday. You respect that guy. You respect him. Well before social media where you can swipe through, DM this, Tinder that. That guy was bringing home four women a night. Balancing all these different dates around. What do you got? What's Rogers got on that? Nothing. You call that man back. Oh, I got to go get my ayahuasca to refocus so I can lose again in the playoffs. Ah, shut up. You want to go on McAfee's show and hold court and tell everybody how they're stupid? You know what? Where, where did Namath go? Namath Alabama. Alabama. No. What talk show? What? Oh. That that was on? Yes. I, it wasn't labeled in the system. No. <laughs> You're missing the point. Sorry. Now, what was the McAfee equivalent back in the 60s? Oh, Kiner's Corner? I have no, no idea. George Michael's Sports Machine? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dick Schaap, something or other? Right. There's okay. probably a Dick Schaap show. Maybe Jack Benny had a talk show. <laughs> I don't know. We finally got there. We figured out what the you The Tonight Show? What was before the Tonight Show? Anyway. Jack Benny? I just said Jack Benny. Oh. Yes. Home Run Derby? No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Namath did something that was better than Rogers. That's my whole point. The Mary Tyler Moore show? Okay. I'm it's a sitcom. Sure. Not quite, but you get my point. <laughs> I don't think we do. Jack Benny? <laughs> Leno? The Tonight Show. <laughs> Fireside Chat? <laughs> Yo, Roy Firestone. Yeah, name with one on the right. A six-year-old Roy Firestone from his basement. <laughs> but he did go to Alabama. He did go to. Okay. He did attend Alabama. Yes. <laughs> Yesterday, last night. This is some controversial stuff. Okay. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge hits two home runs last night against the Blue Jays. However. During the at-bat for his second home run, Judge is staring into the Yankees' dugout. Every pitch, steps out, looks in the Yankees' dugout, steps back in, steps out, looks in the Yankees' dugout. And so people are wondering, what are you looking at in there, buddy? What are you seeing there, buddy? What are you checking out? Here is Dan Shulman and Buck Martinez on Blue Jays TV. All right, Buck. So you and I looked at each other at the same moment right when we saw this three yeah. pitches ago. Watch what he's looking at. Yeah. What is that? Where is he looking? Where is he looking? And he did and it more than out. once. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really unusual. But you and I both looked at each other when yeah. we saw that. Like, like did you see what I saw? Yeah. And you don't want to go, you know, throwing allegations around without knowing, but no. Nah. I and mean, you know what? Yeah, I have had guys look back 
when I was catching, and, and you obviously could see it, and he he couldn't see the catcher with the way he was looking right there. Yeah, just did it again. And he pummeled it. He hit it a country mile for his second home run of the night. Man, just disgusting by that broadcast. Shulman is one of the most reputable broadcasters in the world. I mean, he just, he calls an immaculate game. He's always down the middle, never plays favors, doesn't stir the pot. And here he is, Dan Shulman of all people, saying, I'm seeing what you're seeing. But Aaron Judge is looking over there and maybe there's some... Intel he's getting from the Yankees dugout. Some intel maybe that's being acquired on the down low. Perhaps not everything on the up and up within the Yankees dugout. I, this is now a thing. Is mm. Aaron Judge was Judge last night cheating? For those of us who actually watch the game and don't just wake up and see short snippets, you would know that it's beyond obvious he wasn't. I mean, number one, he hit... How many home runs last year? Never looks over the dugout once. The 62. Two, yeah, the two dugouts did not stop barking the entire game. You could hear it through the broadcast. It was annoying. Judge was getting annoyed. He glanced over mid-at bat in the middle of this. Aaron Boone gets ejected because of the strike zone with Judge. So he's just constantly looking over them, stop arguing. And then he gets basically a 85-mile-an-hour hanger over the plate, and he crushes it. So Judge, who hits all these home runs with never glancing over the dugout, the one time all these dugouts are chirping back and forth, He's not getting annoyed and rattled and looks over. I mean, you have to watch the game to have a little contact. It is so beyond obvious he wasn't cheating. Mm. Wow. So, I saw people that watched the entire game that, yeah. that suggested last night. So for context, I did go back and watch the entire inning, in fact, on this rain, uh, the, oh, the Blue okay. Jays broadcast so, last night. I guess Mraz might have you wrong. Well, and, and Sean is correct that the umpire was terrible and both teams hated him. Aaron Judge is looking over the dugout for the first time before Aaron Boone gets ejected, right? And he does it on every single pitch, and I think the home run was on the fifth pitch of the at-bat. So the story is he's then apparently after the fact scolded his teammates for talking too much to being too mean to the Blue Jays pitcher in this game. Well, it was also loud, too. So, but every single pitch... At about the same sequence before the release, he had to look over and go, who's saying that? Oh, it's Aaron Hicks. Who said that? Oh, it's Volpe. He couldn't at some point go, I know what's happening. I need to stop looking over there. Mm. Hold on now. Yeah. Mm. I know. Hold on. If DA and I are going back and forth on the air and you're talking into Pete's ear, I get distracted and I give you a bunch of glances I'm looking over to give you the hint. It Mm. happens. Judge who matches some of the best pitchers in the world, sure. is facing an eh pitcher. and well, now he's, he's never seen keep, before. Now needs to keep glancing over at the dugout yeah, in that spot weird. while you loudly hear in the broadcast that's going on. So Judge, who's one of the most respected players in the league, forget mm. about broadcasters, used to be at least, needs mm. this moment to decide now he's going to start cheating when he's the least guy that needs to be cheating in the world. And by the way, by the way, at the time, a 6 nothing game. Uh, that's kind of a flimsy argument. He didn't need to cheat, so why would he cheat? Well, also, mm. yeah. He w- Barry and, Bonds didn't need and to and cheat. And if that was didn't his way cheat. of cheating, I mean, he would be way more subtle about it. They'd bang a garbage can or something, not just directly stare 
and look. I mean, come on. That is the most obvious thing you could do if you were cheating. Now, there is also room to be given the pitch that's not cheating. If somebody in the dugout can, like, read the catcher's sign somehow or whatever, like, or there's a tip that they see, like, there's a there are legitimate ways to steal signs. Obviously, with Pitchcom now, that's a little bit harder. So guys can see things from the dugout and relay it to the batter. That's not technically rule-breaking. But it's super odd that he happens to look over before every single pitch. And the story is the guys were being loud. He plays in stadiums with tens of thousands of people who are yelling at him all the time. If there's and a difference between hearing your own voice. distracting you know. him over and over again? Mm. Yeah, it's very distracting. First of all, you know all the voices. You're looking at all them. Right. Basically, you want to tell them to shut the bleep up. All he's reasons up. why. So he's, now he's a, he's a, a kindergarten teacher. Mm. He's got a he's the captain. players. Mm. He's the captain. And it's unbecoming of the Yankees to be trash-talking Jay Jackson of the Blue Jays. It's enough already. He's seen the manager get thrown out. Let him focus. There. He's basically telling him it's 6 nothing. Stop. So, Judge glances over, glares over at his dugout after pitch number one saying, hey, guys, shut up. They don't. He's got to glance over pitch number two. Yeah. They don't. Pitch number three. They don't. Pitch number four. They don't. Pitch number five. They don't. At some point, Boone's thrown out, remember. As a captain, <laughs> a very respected captain, why aren't they listening to Aaron Judge? Mm. Because I, maybe he's not as respected enough. The Yankees are a mess internally. Oh. I'd also wonder, too, if he really was being bothered by them. He has, I don't know, is it 10 seconds now, 12 seconds before he has to get back in the batter's box? He has time to really look at them sure does. and stare at them, even do the little or shush say something. He yeah. only looks over pre-pitch. As though he's studying right. what they're going to say to him. Mm. Look, you guys want to embarrass yourselves with this conversation. You can uh. embarrass yourselves. This is why old Uncle Shawnee watches the game, sees things for context. It's embarrassing, bogus. It's mm-hmm. it's a reach. I just wonder if this was a Red Sox hitter, mm. how you might feel about The Red Sox got back. accused of the watch thing. I don't accuse them of anything. It is what it is. It if was this only was the, the Astros. Astros. Well, the Astros won a World Series and cost an ALCS, not a May game up 6 nothing. All right, so. Vlad Guerrero Jr. in this game last night, and he takes Greg Weiser deep. After looking over six times to the, tr- the Blue Jays dugout, are, you're are, in here stopping. Are the dugouts feet. chirping back and forth like that? Then no, he's not accused the of cheating. Dugouts chirping, you you as if they play in silent buildings. <laughs> up until last <laughs> night, there's what? people here making noise. What's happening? Wasn't that loud in Toronto last night? I got news for you. The Masters. Yeah, no one's allowed to talk. I, it just is what it is. No, I, I don't point fingers at those guys. It's only the very obvious stuff where you win World Series like the Astros. <laughs> so you're not going to get me here. <laughs> Sorry, not nibbling on this bait. You want to go down that hole and embarrass yourself, Bogus? You go down that One hole. One of the best hitters in baseball couldn't focus pre-pitch because Anthony Volpe was being loud in the Yankee and dugout. And they're just chirping last night. You're right. It's never side. happened before. No, no distraction it's whatsoever. not like they play 20-some-odd games a year. Oh. I think Pete should bet the Mets to win the World Series again. They're only two games under. And we're not talking about the Mets. No. I wish the Mets were cheating. Yes. Aaron, they Aaron made Patrick Corbin look like Cy Young yesterday. They should cheat. Aaron Judge just didn't like that his teammates were being mean. Faces. <laughs> this really was upset. Oh. It's loud. It's distracting. It's too much. Yeah. Mm. It's like when Bogish puts his feet up and reads a book during Canadian Bacon. It throws me off. <laughs> Don't distract. You didn't look at me once in that sequence. <laughs> Finally, Zach Gelb, right before he debuted, cool or tool. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't realize he was tools. debuting it. <laughs> hey Zach, what do you think about Anthony Richardson going third overall? Cool or tool? The answer's tool. <laughs> he says he'd be all over Adam Silver. Any of these games and get seated within like five or six rows of Adam Silver, there's a good chance to get kicked out of the game. Very good chance. 
What would you chirp at him? Spineless Silva! Spineless Silva! You know how they ring uh, with the cowbell like you were saying and Bob Myers here in, Se in uh, Sacramento? That, I'd Sacramento. just be screaming Spineless Silva. Would you give him a reason why? Like, You're load spineless. management. But you you do spinelessness. nothing. Okay. He does nothing. He gets... You do nothing. No, no, just spineless you silver. You do nothing. I, no, 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 please. I'm not advising you for, for trash talk. Well, I'm just saying, if you scream spineless silver, probably have no idea what you're talking about. So you got to, you know. It's very easy. You know. It's it's very let easy. Let him know why you're screaming it. Why is he so upset at Adam Silver? Because he didn't go hard enough on John Moran? Uh, that part is unclear. Apparently, he's had this screed, which I partially agree with, that Outside of the Donald Sterling thing to start, Silver has done nothing as GM but gets a lot of praise, and that seems to be a common theme. As commissioner. But, as commissioner. But I guess there was some thought last night about Adam Silver starting to attend these games sitting courtside, so Gelb said he would scream at him the whole time. But why would he scream like he's in the gold rush of the <laughs> 1950s? Hi-ho, Silver! <laughs> Spineless, shameful, Silver! And H is Hickey trolling with that chant of you do nothing? Because that almost made me feel uncomfortable at how unfunny that was. You do nothing. I actually like that better than Spineless Silva. Matter of fact, we should come at night and chant that at the newsroom. <laughs> <laughs> we should have people do that to you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but only the guys Pete didn't hire in the newsroom. I, I just love the idea. That the four of us hang out outside the lobby until about like 11 o'clock at night. And then we all elbow our way in. We lean behind Pete's desk. We're like craning our necks over some 22-year-old recent college grad. You do nothing! <laughs> As he's, As he's not nothing. pulling hot. No, no, just find the... As he's not pulling highlights from game one of Nuggets Lakers. <laughs> you do, do nothing. nothing. No. <laughs> Spineless you <do> nothing. <laughs> Spineless Silva! Spineless Silva! What is that? The a horse? <laughs> it's, he's a legit Denver Nugget prospector. <laughs> Spineless Silva! That's the, that's Spineless the... Silva! Real... Spineless Silva! The <laughs> That's the really old Nuggets logo. Where's that that circular guy with the big beard and he's got the pickaxe and his one foot up? Spineless Silva! Spineless Silva! Silva! Spineless Silva! It's like he's Spineless Silva! Signaling the sort of a cavalry charge. Like he's the you first do horse. Nothing. <laughs> Oh my God, Yosemite is, Zach. Is Spineless <laughs> Silva racing in the Preakness? I'm going to call Ron Flatter. <laughs> Spineless Silva! The Flatman? The Flatman might know. The Flatbread? The Flatman. Flatbread. <laughs> you I love do the idea. nothing. No, no, just Spineless you Silver. You do nothing. I, not a, I want to chant, you do nothing at the tape bombs. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Hey, Colton, you do nothing. <laughs> Let's go right to their house. We can do that at 1130 in the morning. You don't have to come back at nighttime when they're here. Let's go to bed. Silva! <laughs> Bring them their $17 paycheck and chant in their face.
Uh, that is soundcheck. I was thinking of the Dick Cavett show, Pete. That's what I was trying to <laughs> I was looking for Namath on the Dick Cavett show or the Mike Douglas show. That's what I was I was aimlessly searching for in the first clip. Not the Tonight Show? <laughs> Jack Benny. Jack Benny? The sizzle of the best goals. Sing us a song. You're the overtime ending man. The saltiness of the best games. God, we're having a good time. Having a good time. We crave the nightly action of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's a hockey, you know. It's only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? He's a good guy. It's your morning serving of Canadian bacon. Only on the DA Show. The only issue with this new open is we don't get upside down Mike going, I feel alive! Ah! 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 Nonetheless, it is time for Canadian Bacon. A game seven last night. Stars and Kraken. Let's get Kraken. Here's Morass. It was a happy Monday, boys and girls, from San Antonio to El Paso, Houston to Fort Worth, Kalamazoo to Dallas 2. Game 7 was on the air to determine who was headed to the Western Conference Finals. Phillips head Grubauer would put the screws to the Stars' offense in the first period, shutting out the home team. And the other net, there was no more after hours for Jake Dave Ottinger as he blanked the Kraken. The first period would be scoreless thanks to great goaltending, but second periods and goals in this postseason have been a perfect combo. Like salt and pepper. Here I go, here I go, here I go again. Girls, what's my weakness? Goals! Okay then, chillin', chillin', mindin' my business. Yo, Salt, I look around and I couldn't believe this. You make me wanna roop, roop a roop, roop a roop, roop a roop a roop a. On Ottinger, he'll keep it going with the stick and then lift it out by Dallas. 405 and counting giveaway. Here's Hints. He's in. He scores! Rupe Hints! Rupe Hints gets on the board first to give the Stars a one to nothing lead. The game would remain one to nothing heading into the third period. By the way, that was Hints' ninth goal of the postseason. The third period was as tense as a fight at the OK Corral, which is probably why Wyatt Earp Johnston fired the deadliest shot of them all. He'll flip it all the way down the ice. First to it is Wyatt Johnston, and a backhand. He scores! Oh, my! What a shot! Wyatt Johnston upstairs. And with 7-12 left in the third period, how big is that? Makes it a 2-0 lead. Yeah, the line dancing parties would be on in Dallas as they had a two-goal lead with time ticking away. Oliver Bjork stranded a meaningless goal in for the Kraken with 19 seconds left, and that would end a 2-1 to Stars Game 7 victory. Stars coach Pete DeBoer is a real pig when it comes to Game 7s. DeBoer improved to 7-0 in Game 7s. This was his fourth different team he led to a win in Game 7. Daryl Sutter and Scott Bowman are the only other coaches to do that. For the second year, Kraken, though, it's a whole new world, as Yanni would sing to us post-game. Super proud of these guys. They battled hard the whole year, and every time we, we stepped up, we never quit. Um, young guys stepped up, older guys stepped up, everyone did. It's, it's been a lot of fun playing with these guys. Yanni Gord and the Kraken will not be overlooked next year, but for now, the Stars and Knights will settle the West, beginning with a Game 1 on 
Friday night. And for the final time until Friday morning, that is your Canadian bacon. Okay. Pete, one oink, two oinks, three oinks, four oinks, four and a half oinks. Wow. A very successful Canadian bacon, four and a half oinks. Well, let's go through this, shall we? Fine tooth comb. Number one, obviously, bonus points for the DA show open. Well done. Number two, I really enjoyed Phillips head. Grubauer put the screws to the Kraken. That was very good. Major points for a real deep cut after hours joke. It was after hours with Dave Ottinger, did you say? Because <laughs> it's Jake Ottinger yeah. and not Dave Ettinger. <laughs> so Amy, Amy's, one of Amy's old producers was Dave Ettinger. Correct. And Mraz used a Jake Ottinger, Dave Ettinger joke. So that's, again, the deepest of the deep cut. I mean, seven people in North America might have gotten <laughs> yeah. that one. So that was really good. Now, let's get to the singing. <laughs> First, salt and pepper. This is in my wheelhouse, an early 90s R&B slash hip-hop pop song. I think it's so bad it's good. I think. When you said, what's my weakness? <laughs> Goals. <laughs> that was so bad. I think I love it. What's my weakness? Goals. Goals. Okay. <laughs> that was so bad. How did you come up with that? Well, his name is Rupe Hints. I've done enough dropping Hints jokes. This is his ninth goal of the playoffs. He's been featured a lot. So, hey, we've had a lot of second period goals in the NHL playoffs. It's a combination like salt and pepper. That was my lead-in. And then I figured instead of shoop, shoop. Yeah, how did you get roop. the salt and pepper? Okay, I will read the line again. I just didn't understand well, where this it, came but from. Rupe oh, became oh, shoop. Right, right. Rupe hints instead of shoop, shoope. Rupe. So here would be my <laughs> minor critique on this. I get Rupe and shoop, but then, like, if you as we go with them backwards to the beginning, if that makes sense, I don't think. <laughs> scoring in the second period is like salt and pepper. Like that's well, yeah. that's a stretch. That's a a lot stretch. of the goals in this series have happened in the second period. I'm sure they have, but I don't. They're not second periods and goals in this postseason have been a perfect combo, like salt and pepper. Yeah, I don't, here I, I go, here I go, here I go again. Girls, what's my weakness? Goals. So that's the second period singing right there. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> that's the second period singing in unison. About all the goals being scored yeah. inside the second period. All right. I still, it's not a direct line, <laughs> but you've done worse. I was just saying something. And then we get to the end, which it was kind of professional at the end. Not a lot of jokes in the final stanza of this. Well, I gave you the historical reference. I think you guys are going to give me a lot of credit for. Which was? The Wyatt Earp at the OK Corral. Yeah. I like yeah. the I like the Pete DeBoer. I didn't know that factoid. Seven and zero in Game Seven. Yeah. That's a really good factoid. He's a real pig in them. Now, when you when you get to it's a whole new world. Did Yanni sing that? No, I'm glad you mentioned this. So uh, that's like a you hmm. can't mix metaphors here. You sang a Disney song and then said Yanni would sing, which is a reference to Yanni Gord. But when you say it that way, 
the only way to hear it is that Yanni sang A Whole well, New World, and he didn't. Yeah, The Whole New World is a wink-wink. I tried to do, me and Bogus had talked about this. Right. Yesterday, your Moana take, so I wanted to see if you would understand that that was a Disney song. But Yanni is known for music, and he was speaking, so it wasn't the most literal. Yes, Yanni didn't sing A Whole New World, but it is a whole new world for the Kraken that they're a playoff team. It's a Disney wink at you for not knowing Disney, but Yanni happened to be the guy speaking post-game, so it just fit to say I something. know Disney. I just don't know Moana. Yeah. Right. And Do you but, know A Whole New World? Yeah. That's well, Aladdin. Okay, and it but it but it ends up not fitting because I would think nine out of ten people went. Yanni didn't sing that. <laughs> In fact, Yanni doesn't sing, right? Doesn't he play an instrument? Yes. Oh, good point. So, like to me, the joke might have been if you wanted to play Yanni Gord, lead into it like it's going to be a soundbite, and then have the violin just go and be like, "That's a good point on Game Seven. Like. But when you combine a Disney song and a Yanni reference, it gets confusing. <laughs> and then he never sings. Right. And he doesn't, well, on top of that, he never sings. Right. <laughs> if you know, you know. That's I, I was waiting for him to sing. Pete, four and a half, that was a good score. Yeah, yeah, good job. But uh, roundabout ways to get to the songs, that was my critique. Mm. But but everything else is fine. I thought yesterday's was better. No. And Pete got down to three and a half. No, I, I thought today was a, a little, well, a, some different things. I like different Add some different elements to the to the equation, and some some past elements. The Phillips head screwdriver thing, uh, but I thought it was I thought the writing was good. It was a good uh, bacon. And I, I also this is a two one game standalone game. There was no need for me to go on and on and on. I gave right. you what you needed. You didn't Got want out. to Carlos with a cat. Yeah, in mm. and out. So Pete, you liked girls. What's my what's my weakness? Goals. <laughs> Like I said, there was a roundabout way to get that song in there. It probably wouldn't have been my choice to use, but I, you know, salt and pepper, that's fine. There were a lot of uh, voice fluctuations in this one. Yeah. That didn't warrant fluctuations. Wow. Now, Dixieland Dan, who's known as Scientist Dan, says, Mm. I'm done. I'm just done, which is very dramatic. Dan tends to be very dramatic. So you liked it. A four and a half, that's a five. That's a five, a four, seven, five at a worst. Wow. The oink grading system has gotten out of hand. What does this man have to do? No stumbles, full of energy, terrible puns. It was exactly what Canadian bacon is supposed to be. Hashtag done for the bacon. He's not wrong. Well, he might be a little wrong because I well, you think all these things are hilarious. Also, how can you be done with the broken grading system when you admit it could be a four seven five and you got a four five? Yeah, I fair. mean, we're a I quarter one. Oink. We're a quarter oink off, and you're th- just like, this is broken. It's gotten out of hand. I can't live like this. Dixieland is throwing Meisterbrow cans against the garage. I can't do this anymore. It needed to be a four seven five minimum. Why must you? Crush my spirits and break me, Pete the body. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's right, though. When a quarter oink's needed, a quarter oink's needed. <laughs> but I don't see how this is a, a full oink better than yesterday. Well, but so, but you can't drag down this today because Pete was off with his grade yesterday. I'm not dragging this one down. I just thought yesterday was yesterday. better. And Pete's got this one as a full oink better. I didn't think Pete and I were that apart on... What's required of you in this segment? I can like different things. Here's the thing. I I, I, I today. DA's line didn't drop today. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can like different things. 
And that's, that's like, my that's my, and that's that, my opinion. That's my opinion. <laughs> I love my opinion. JD says, "Trash this guy singing during Canadian Bacon karaoke bars wouldn't even allow you to sing that bad." Hashtag stop singing. <laughs> this might be my favorite tweet in years because it says, "Trash this, this guy, guy singing." <laughs> oh, break out the hazmat suit! <laughs> How little do you have to listen to the show? I told to not you. know Mraz is the guy Trash singing, and he's got the kid next to him on the way to school listening for the first time. <laughs> this guy singing. Who is this guy singing? <laughs> He's been part of the show for 10 years. Is that salt or pepper, Daddy? I'm confused. <laughs> What's my weakness? No, it's probably a guy, a cast member from Hamilton who sings all the time. Your weakness is dribbling. Put that bit back on, kid. By the way, Timbo Slice says, Mraz, tell him Hamilton and Peterborough are not near each other. They're like two hours apart. That's relatively close. New York and Philly are two hours apart. They're near each other. Actually, he says... Peterborough is two hours past Hamilton, and most people are voting for going coastal. Drew LeBlanc says Mraz is not even close, sends a map of the three places that you cited, Hamilton, Toronto, and Peterborough, and Peterborough is not in between the two, Hamilton and Toronto, which you said. I was off a little bit. Nonetheless, there's still a kid in the car. Peterborough is pet. Toronto's in between the other two. Really? Yeah, it goes Hamilton, Toronto, then Peterborough. So you've probably never driven through Peterborough like you claim. Oh, or I thought waved I... at it from across Lake Erie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw the sun. Maybe it was just Peterborough this way. <laughs> <laughs> Hook a left at the Bill Stadium, a little hat tip to Peterborough. <laughs> the Mirage map yeah. would have a key in the bottom right that says two hours. So like yeah. it's so, everywhere. To everywhere. <laughs> so you put it in, in certain yeah. locations. That's right. two hours everywhere. That's right. Bogues has headlines. And these are sponsored by HelloFresh. Shake up dinner time with HelloFresh. With 40 weekly recipe options, there's always something new to try. Get 16 free meals plus free shipping with code SKATE16 at HelloFresh.com slash Skate 16. What's love got to do? Got to do with it. What's love got to do? Got to do with it. Got to do? Got to do with it. Hey, 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 hey. Got to do? Got to do with it. Fair question, Mr. T. Uh, the Western Conference Finals. I pity the fool that don't respect love. What's love got to do? Got to do with it. I pity the fool. That doesn't know that love's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> Mr. T has no weaknesses. Shut up, second period. I'm Mr. Low T. <laughs> Mr. T pills. <laughs> What's love got to do? Got to do with it. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Got to do, got to do with it. A pit of the fool's got low testosterone. Hey, 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 hey. What's love? Got to do, got to do with it. What's love? Got to do, got to do with it. A pit of the fool that can't get action in bed because he's got past do, the age of 35. Got to do with it. A pit of the fool who's low energy because he's now past his prime. Oh, there. There's the chicken wing. There's the chicken wing. Oh, get it up. That's from the last Rangers game. <laughs> Everyone makes these noises. It's fine. 
Whoo! Hey, 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 hey. Got to do with it. <laughs> Just for the record, that was all from Marat. <laughs> yeah, the guy that sings. That guy. So, what's eating you? People that get in the left lane and drive the speed limit. I gotta trash the NFL, man. Trash my ex-girlfriend. You want me to trash that? Trash Tuesday. My favorite day of the week, not for nothing. Time to vent. We take it out like the trash. It's Trash Tuesday. All right, welcome back. You can always watch the show on YouTube, on Twitch, or at WatchDA.com. Trash Tuesday begins here. Morass, are you trashing? Uh, I'm trashing myself. If you remember last, was it Thursday, two Thursdays ago, I, I had toasted myself for all the home projects I was getting done. I felt real handy. Well, over the weekend, we had some 80-degree temperatures, so it was time to fire up the central air conditioning in my house. <laughs> Except it wasn't going on. It felt like instead the house just kept getting hotter and hotter. So I called my AC service guy. I said, we need to come over here. We need something to happen. So yesterday, they send a guy over. He comes in, he goes outside, looks at my unit, comes in, and says the following words. Did you try turning on the switch? And I said, well, what do you mean? Apparently, I just failed to remember to turn on the power switch on the outside condensing unit. And the big problem, the big service call was me not flipping a switch. So I'm that horrible. The big on-off button that you just flip yeah. up to on? So I have a thermostat inside that you would hit on, but the switch gets powered down, I guess, during the winter. I must have not realized. I think they did work to it over the winter, and I never even checked the unit to flip on a switch, <laughs> and they sent a the guy out just to turn a switch on for me. So I'm trashing myself. Nice trashing. Get that guy a napkin. Andrew Bogus, who are you trashing? Uh, DA, I'm going to lodge my first official complaint against new Twitter management. That's been a very trendy thing recently, but Maybe you've noticed this. I am now being relatively overwhelmed by spam DMs. Like, out of nowhere, they've gone up significantly in frequency. People needing money, needing friendship, needing love. And I'm petrified that I'm going to click on one of these things and, like, all hell is going to break loose. My accounts are going to be hacked. Crazy tweets are going to go out. So I'm, like, delicately clicking in, not touching anything by accident, no link by accident. Just a little button that says block or delete or this is spam, leave me alone. It might have happened four times previously. I feel like it's happened 40 in the last two months. So get them out. Trash them. Beep, beep. Sanitation just arrived. I've just been inundated by people that I don't follow on my timeline. I'm like, how am I getting these people? This I don't even know who this is. Why am I seeing every one of their tweets? <laughs> never heard of these before you. And not even for me. It's just like I have a totally different timeline that I ever did. All right, Pete the Body, who are you trashing? Uh, following up off of Bogish's uh, trash, uh, a little bit different for me. I am trashing the marketers that have been texting me and calling me saying they want to buy my house. I'm not looking to sell my house. It's a spam, another spam marketing ad. I am so tired of it. It's happened since we moved into our house, and it's constant. And they were asking me about my parents' house. I mean, these people, they have, there has to be a regulation on these people. They have to find, someone has to come up with a way to get these people out of our lives. So I'm trashing more telemarketing. Illegal okay, dumping. Well, my battles with the cable company never cease. And so 
I called up. Pete knows my my problems well with my my cable company. Problems? Yeah, slight problems. And so I say, hey, I think it's my box. I got to bring in the box. Can I exchange the box? They say, yeah, yeah. Go to a go to one of our stores and bring in the box. Okay. So I, I go out of my way, disconnect the box in the morning, put it in the car. We have to use it at night. The, the router is the cable box in this instance, so it's a whole issue. Drive out of my way to go to the cable store on my way back from work. I walk in. They go, oh, no, no. You can't return that here. I go, what do you mean? They go, well, we don't have those in stores. That's one of those combo boxes, right? I said, yeah. They go, yeah, no, we, we don't carry those. I go, well, where do I return this? A different cable store? No, you'll have to have a technician come out just to swap the box. Fine. When can you be there? So this was on Friday, I think. Uh, how about Saturday? Okay, let's get it done over the weekend. When is he available? Five to eight in the evening. So I got to be home between five and eight o'clock on Saturday. Okay, I'll make sure I'm home. I've got a communion party for my niece that's early in the day. I'll make sure I'm home. Fine. So I go to the communion party. 3.30, I get a call from an unknown number. Hello? Hi, this is uh, this is the cable company. Do you have the internet? I'm like, yeah, I have the internet. So why, what type of... What type of technical service do you need? I was like, are you asking me what needs to happen? Is this the cable guy? I said, I need my box swapped out. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. I said, yeah, so I, I have this box. He goes, oh, no, no, we don't swap. We don't use that box anymore. I go, well, what do you want me to do? He goes, no, no, we, we don't have that box. I go, I have that box. So I need whatever you use now. Just give me that. Oh, okay. All right. Um, are you home now? I said, no. It's 3.30. The appointment was between 5 and 8. He goes, 5 and 8? Okay. I accidentally said the name of the company I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> they said, I'll call the cable company. Okay, you call them. No phone call back, no text back. So I just assume we're on for 5. Go back home. Five o'clock comes, they don't come. Six o'clock comes, they don't come. Seven o'clock comes. 7.30, I call. I go, is this guy coming or not? Well, let's look it up. Da, 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 da. Oh, the appointment's been canceled. Canceled? Yeah, the technician canceled it. Why? We don't know. You don't know? He can't cancel. I cancel. I didn't cancel. He called at 3.30. It was for 5. I was here at 5. We'll have to get a hold of the dispatcher. They would know why he canceled it. I'm like, what do you mean? What is going on? So this, the most dismissive, disrespectful cable company that I have ever dealt with. And I looked up who I could turn to. A different cable company to leave my business with. Nothing. All right. No competitor. The one competitor has like a five megabits connection that you basically have a rotary phone you can connect to. It's basically a dial up modem. So I'm stuck with these heathens. And it's just the most abusive relationship ever. Totally gross, dude.
I don't understand how they would have a 5 to 8 appointment on a Saturday to begin with. Exactly. I actually side with the technician here. Why are you sending me out anywhere between 5 and 8? It should be done by 5. When this woman beyond the counter said 5 to 8, I said 5 to 8 on a Saturday? Uh, okay. If you got that. Oh, she screwed that. that up. Now, the technician's wrong because it's the place that it is. Well, she didn't screw that up. The appointment was on the blocks. Yeah. The cable company confirmed it when I called them. That this guy had canceled it. So it, it was, she did the right thing. This cable guy just decided I'm not dealing with it yeah, today. I, I know. And I'm, that's not okay. I'm saying, I think that there's probably never appointments between five to eight here. I, I don't blame this guy. I'm not working five to eight on a Saturday. Now, he shouldn't have done it once he screwed and locked into there. He should have showed up. But that's, he's got to fight with that lady down the line at his job. It's ridiculous. Well, whatever. It's the appointment. I was there. Now, the real problem is, I don't understand. Like, do you live in Amish country? How could you only have one internet provider? How is that possible? There's only one good one. There's only one good one. That's and th- crazy. this is far from good, but the And they know problem. they're the only ones, and probably. They, exactly. Yeah, it's like a monopoly. It's terrible. But this happens in a lot of places in America. You happen to live in one of the most densely populated places in all the country. I know, yes. I get go, it. Yeah. Go ask your little kids that you that look up to you in Reno <laughs> and Tulsa. Reno, it's a good one. And Tuscaloosa and Peterborough. You tell me same thing, what Peterborough, they got one internet provider. Yeah, ask most people in this country. They got one internet that comes into their town. That's it. We all got one to pick from. Wow. You happen to live like you know, in the middle of that's why small I, that's why I get competitive pricing. Okay, interesting. Yeah, in some places you only get it through a satellite dish because they don't even have the wiring for normal delivery. That is crazy. Yeah. Some people like there's some towns so in it, America that only got the internet wired through there like within the last ten years. But that only then goes back to what we just talked about last segment. You can't be streaming football playoff games yet if you people can't. have this many internet problems. You can't. I totally agree. Well, you here's cannot. The, here's the other thing though. I, I I'd be going right to a manager the. the Third instance this happened. You know, I, it, go right to a manager. And uh, with these cable companies, when I have problems with them, I just hit zero, zero, zero for about 10 minutes. And I finally get to a, 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 someone I need to talk to. And I scream and I say, I'll, I'll pull, out my, uh, pull out my internet. And, and I, I threaten to pull out my internet. And that's it. And I finally get someone to give me an answer and give me the, what, what I need. But I think that's you, totally ridiculous. You also live in a place like Marazzo's where you have, you have options. So they know. They got to be better to you than they got to be to me. Yeah, yeah. I. You're also better at yelling at people than I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it also sounds like you them. always have problems. Yes. I'm not sure if the yelling. I need works. to hire Pete to yell at this. I'll yell at them. That, that's what I should. There it is. That's right. There, there's my calling. At 10:02 a.m., I'm just going to put you on the phone with my cable company. I'm the professional <laughs> yeller. <laughs> it's getting close to where you need to like flex a little bit and be like, um, going to pull it out now. No, like no, like don't make me. This is what I do for a living. Like, don't make me, like, tell somebody or say it on the radio. Like, you don't want to threaten them, threaten them, but, like, you can point out that, like, they don't need, you know, seven on your side knocking on people's doors wondering why the cable sucks so much by where you live. You're right. I I run into this issue with I know it's not the people that I'm talking to's fault. It's like the woman that I went to the, the store, it's not her fault they don't carry the boxes. Right. It's not her fault the technician didn't show up. And I'll never see that technician face-to-face to yell at him. And so I call up the department, and I'm talking to a woman that it's like, I don't know why he canceled. It's it's not our fault. So I, it, I feel bad yelling at the people that's not not responsible for it. Yeah. I do that a lot, too. I'm like, I know this is not your fault, but it has to be said that dot, 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 dot right. is accept, is unacceptable. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting over that, that little <laughs> yeah. intro. Yeah. Uh, whenever, when I, I've been doing that, too, but whenever the, uh, I have a problem. See, I have the same company that DA has, unnamed company. I have the same company, 
and it's the same problems. It's the same, it's constantly getting screwed left and right by this company. Internet stinks, it, 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 uh, the prices always go up, and, and if I had time, <laughs> I would switch, switch from them. <laughs> but I have no time to, to get them to come down and take the box out. That's exactly and bring right. The box in. Now we got to reinstall and, and a new company. He's got to run a different line. And, right. And they don't have things that I don't have. I don't. I, they have things that I don't want. There's channels that I, I need that they don't have. So I, agree. I get it. Kristen in Buffalo tweets, I'm trashing the return to office. I'm at work at 7 a.m., and as the 8 a.m. crowd shuffles in, we have grown adults booing because some turned the lights on. This is the culture I have to commute in for. That's just human filth. That's brutal. <laughs> That's really brutal. <laughs> ah, the lights are too, too bright in here. <laughs> You're at work. Do work. You do nothing. You do <laughs> Chris in Buffalo chanting that at our office today. Adam, the former bath guy, is trashing the locals in Vancouver who constantly complain about the weather. Either too cold and wet or too hot. Nothing is good enough for them. Trash him. That deserves a trash can emoji. Cowboy Sooner is trashing Sunday ticket prices. 400 bucks. 400 I got it for a little over 100 last year with a student discount. Trash him. I'm getting queasy. Dalton trashed in the NFL for putting these games on exclusive streaming services with people on limited income no longer can be involved. My dad doesn't have internet or cable, and he is upset. Hold your nose. That's some smelly rubbish. Dalton's dad doesn't even have the internet, let alone him swapping to and fro like you get to do in your neighborhood. That is a rough house to have to come over for dinner for, huh? Jeez. <laughs> Steven in South Carolina trashing gas stations when I need a receipt after getting gas for work and there is never tape in the receipt machine. I always have to go in. That's just offensive. Yeah, that is annoying. When it's the automatic receipt dispenser and it's all out of the, the paper and now you got to go inside and stand in line. It's a problem. Okay, we'll get to more trashes coming up here. Although Art Art Bobart has one. I'm trashing work fridges and the a-holes that treat it like a food garbage bin. Only reason I got my lunch in here is because I moved a bunch of stuff around. Pack it in, pack it out daily. Trash them. I smell rotten eggs. And Art, I don't know where Art Art Bobart works, but this this is a disaster. Is it here? It's a disaster <laughs> of a work fridge. I believe did Ack take over the work fridge and cleanse it? <laughs> no, we don't have a we do not have a specific fridge anymore. Never not since we lost our actual newsroom, we haven't had one. Oh, but the cafeteria one's good now. But Ack I don't think touches uh, no, that. No, we actually have a the guy who does the plates, cups and everything actually will go through it once a week. Yusuf? No, that's the cleaning guy. I'm talking about, I forgot his name, the comptroller guy. Ah, I see. He actually does it. On, I've, I've seen him back there, and he told me he does it once a week. In which one? Love that. Here in the break room? The big one. No, the big one in the cafeteria. Uh, the big old one. Yeah, that's a nice one now. Yeah, it is. You feel it used good. to be a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. No, you go in there now, you have no problem leaving a little candle open. You come back to it, it's fine. I'll tell All you. All right. What are you saying this morning, Chief? If you went there right after pandemic, it is possible there was food in there from pre-pandemic. I think you could have been in there and there was food in there from two years prior. For sure. There was low main uh, 2018. <laughs> or human. Or human. <laughs> or human remains. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bogues has headlines. DA Dallas Stars forward Wyatt Johnston left the DNA. Per 
perfect time. One day after turning 20, Johnston scored the game-winning wow. goal in Game 7 with Seattle last night. That's He's so. the youngest ever to score the Game 7 winner. He's so young, he lives with teammate Joe Pavelski and his family. It was big. He could uh, definitely know there's a lot of emotions going through our household uh, with Nate and Sarah. It's When he scores, when he does something like that, it's pretty special. We you feel a little extra for him, and well, what a what a big time playing, a big time moment, and you know, happy for him. He that, was 19 years old earlier this week, correct? Or over the two week. days ago, in between game six, he was 19. Game seven, he was 20. And he's living with the Pavelskis. Mm-hmm. That was Joe on ESPN. The two 2003, we're naming our kids Wyatt. Victory put Dallas in the Western Conference hmm. final. It is an old school Knights. name. Yeah, very but old school. It's probably come around to be cool again. I mean, that means in 2003, somebody held a baby and said, look at Wyatt here. Look how cute Wyatt is here. That's strange. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's, like, named after a grandfather or whatever. But there's also uh, the dude in Ozark is Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to come back now for sure. All right. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm anti the name. I just find it very odd to look at a baby named Wyatt. Yeah, what's it, What's it, the, the most odd old man name you can name a baby? Like Bert? Bert, mm, yeah, Bruce. I always go back to a, a woman. You cannot have an Eleanor now. Ooh, I was going to say Ethel. That was my grandmother's my name. was Eleanor. <sighs> yeah. But she was born a long right, time ago. Right, exactly. I, we know, everybody knows an Eleanor. I'm saying you don't see the kid signing up a T-ball named I, Eleanor. I disagree with that because there's Nora's now. Nora, Eleanor, L. Yeah. You, you, you'll get... Nora is short for Eleanor? I'm not can be. But I feel I like Nora was its own name. I'm sorry. I can think be. so too, but Both. I think it's just like they're all they all kind of making I, a comeback. I think Eleanor's fine. Beatrice. Mm. Gertrude. <laughs> you Gertrude. Watch. Gertrude. Uh-huh. Well, Gertie. Gertie. No. I, <laughs> I would I would much prefer all these names at Penelope Pineapple or whatever else we're naming our kids now. I don't know. Just pineapple. There are some names that are just ridiculous. Give me the old names. I want to. I want a Gertrude back. You do. Jack yeah. Benny. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a baby named Barry. Barry. <laughs> Barry the baby. <laughs> Barry the baby. Come on over. It's Barry's first birthday. <laughs> Which former giant was named Barry? In case you have a third kid. <laughs> Barry, never a discouraging word. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Bananas Foster. <laughs> Baby Barry. And I just love this all coming from a guy who's kind of named after Sean Landetta, but they couldn't spell it his correct way because we thought his name would be seen by accident. <laughs> help me out. They help me out. <laughs> uh, baseball, Fenway last night. Mariners catcher Cal Raleigh already had a two-run homer left-handed. First pitch, swung on, that's what he does. High drive, deep left center field. Carry, carry, goodbye. Big Cal. A two-run homer from the right side after a two-run homer left side. And here in the Mariners' top of the six, it's 5 nothing Seattle. Raleigh is the first catcher ever to homer from each side of the plate in the same game at Fenway. Dave Sims called it Mariners Radio Seattle, a 10-1 victory. Aaron Judge with two solo homers. At least one of them was legitimate in the Yankees' 7-4 <laughs> win in Toronto. And a bases-loaded walk gave the Dodgers a 9-8 win in 12 over the Twins. And the Steelers reportedly re-signing backup QB Mason Rudolph. Should we get stunned? Oh, yeah! Yeah! 
It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. If Celtic Sixers wasn't your thing on Mother's Day, maybe a bear show would have been better. Uh, We're in Traverse City, Michigan, where a bear climbed a tree Sunday morning. Rescue crews showed up, sent four tranquilizer darts into the bear's rump, and then they waited. And while they waited, more and more people showed up with folding chairs, picnic blankets, their cell phone cameras, and they watched the bear until it fell asleep fell out of the tree and onto a mattress that someone had dragged over in case the bear fell. Didn't wildlife rescue or whatever think about where the bear is going to fall onto before somebody dragged their old mattress? Maybe they... I, I don't know what's in the truck that they have at their disposal. Well, I mean, if you're going to tranquilize a bear in a tree, in you a better tree. have a good way for it to get down when it Agreed. falls. Unless it's a gallows, like telephone company trucks that has the ladder, and you're going to scoop the bear into the basket and bring it down? The cherry picker? Yeah. If there is a, if there's a child in a tree, if there's a person at a high place and there's a fire or something and they've got to jump, they have those big, giant catcher things. I don't know if those are tarps or trampoline type things, but you know, you jump down and they, they all eight people hold it. Well, why I don't think they, they do that the anymore. This is not Curious George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think eight people are holding it. <laughs> Hang on tight, they're jumping. Well, they're all moving you, in unison. Like, yeah, well, how are you gonna jump it's like down? a giant inflatable cushion they yeah. with the air. Okay, so Nobody holds if you're it. on the third floor and there's a fire behind you, you can't get out, you gotta jump, they put something on the ground. Yes, yeah, a thousand they don't dread. They don't hope Doris has an old mattress and she drags <laughs> no, it down the block. No, no, the rescue team, the fire department has a tool, yeah, like so a bounce house. Yeah, use that for the bear. Well, the wildlife people would have to have that. The fire department wasn't there. The fire department has that for humans. That's how they yeah. save humans. But don't bears are different. Like when a cat falls out a window, it's fine. It runs away. Like, He's awake. The the cat's awake. The bear's asleep. He's gonna fall right in his head. I think animals are fine when they fall out of trees. They usually bounce back. I'm glad this guy's okay. So everyone just sat around waiting and for, watched. The, for the bear to fall and asleep by the way, and fall. What if it fell down and went, <laughs> and went after them, and you're sitting there in your stupid lawn chair that's a wiffle ball bat thing, and then you're leaving. <laughs> Kids, run! The bear woke up. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. There's Mr. T and there's Mr. Low T. Got to do with it. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Got to do. Got to do with it. Fair question, Mr. T. Uh, the Western Conference Finals. I pity the fool that don't respect love. <laughs> what love? Got to do. Got to do with it. I pity the fool. The name is Mr. T. First name is Mr. Middle name is that period. Last name is T. That doesn't know that love's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> Mr. T has no weaknesses. Shut up, second period. I'm Mr. Low T. Well, I pity the fool that makes that mistake. I pity the fool's got low testosterone. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. What's love? Got to do. Got to do with it. Well, most times, quitting only make things worse. I pity the fool that can't get action in bed because he's got past do, the age of 35. Got to do with it. <laughs> I pity the fool who's low energy because he's now past his prime. <laughs> and that's a tip. 
to you from me, Mr. T. Oh, there, there's oh, the chicken wing. On. There's the chicken wing. Oh, 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 get it up. That's from the last Rangers game. <laughs> Everyone makes these noises. It's last fine. <laughs> Only fools bray. <laughs> Whew. Hey, 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 hey. Got to do with it. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Question of the morning. Guys who drive convertibles like me and my rental right now, cool or tool? 70% of you say tool. Good to know. This name here is trashing Mraz for jump for jumping from Aaron Judge, possibly cheating, to trying to compare it to a nine-year-old. Come on, man. I'm getting queasy. King Curtis is trashing his work truck last week. The stereo and backup camera went out. The battery died. Hold your nose. That's some smelly rubbish. Fully Ohio is trashing aging. Getting older means sleeping wrong is now a thing. God forbid I sleep on my side or with my neck slightly turned. I feel like I'm 90 with sore hips. All right, that'll do it for us this morning here on the show. Thanks to Sean Mraz, executive producer. Thanks to Pete the Body Bilotti, Wheels of Steel and Audio Director, Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA, and Andrew Bogish on your headlines. Be good. Be good to one another. I'm DA. We will see you tomorrow. The Mothership disconnects. Here I go, here I go, here I go again. Girls, what's my weakness? Goals! How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.